When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Football Social Daily Premier League Updates. Oi, oi, this is Football Social Daily, a daily dose of Premier League flavoured podcast. It is the morning after the night of the Sports Social Christmas party, so we're all feeling a little bit tender in the studio today. But ahead of the weekend's Premier League action, it's worth reminding you that if you like this podcast, you can also get the Sports Social Alexa skill, which gives you daily news, match updates, match reports on every single Premier League football club. If you want to find that, you just need to go to your Alexa device and say Open Sports Social. But for the podcast today, well, it's all about Manchester United. There's players coming in, there's players supposedly going out, there's 12 months in charge for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Old Trafford to discuss as well. We're going to talk about how the baby-faced assassin has done in his first year at Manchester United. We're going to talk Arsenal. They're closing in on Mikel Arteta as their new manager. Slowly, that's happening. We're going to get the views of our resident Arsenal fan, Fergal, on that one. And... There could be a familiar face coming back to the Premier League if and when Carlo Ancelotti takes the big job at Everton. News on his first potential signing that will probably shock a few people coming up in the podcast shortly as well. As I mentioned, we've got Fergal Brennan in the studio. Hello, Fergal. Hello. And alongside him, we've got the heavy breathing Phil Hudson. <laughs> okay, Phil. Yeah, it's touch and go here, mate. I'm not going to He's just contemplative. That's what the breathing is. Contemplating some life choices that were made last night, definitely. Bad choices. Uh, It's sad news from the Football Social Daily today as well, because it is Phil's very last podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for some sort of montage. Well, I was going to say... Like my best bits where I've like upset people. We've done exactly that, Phil. Oh, amazing. Here are your best bits. There we go. We've got that out of the way. Thanks, mate. (laughs) No, there are genuinely... Niall has put together some of your best bits. Are you ready for this? I am. What's Solskjaer's track record, apart from getting Cardiff relegated? He should not be anywhere near the Manchester United job. Liverpool have got Klopp, Man City have got Guardiola, and Man United have pointed a lad who done all right at Mulder. I'm not saying we need to be Man City, I'm not saying we need to be Liverpool, I'm not saying we need to be even Chelsea, but we should be f***ing Watford. There wasn't a massive amount of quality on show. Neither side looked fantastic. 
I think it's clear that Mike Ashley is a gambler and he believes that he can gamble. I just don't see it happening. The only positive thing Mike Ashley's done is to bring in Rafa Benitez. You know, as a businessman, I can see some of the stuff. You know, I, I sort of get it. Mm. And I'm, so I'm not Phil, as... Phil, it's just being announced he's leaving. I'm sorry, mate. Have you really just said that? You're not winding me up? <laughs> no, mate, look. That's... Well, I mean, that just says it all. Oh, my God. Did that my was with you, Phil. <laughs> 24 years ago. Oh, you've got to park it. Keegan had a bit of a rant. All it's I'll like, say is I would love it. Love it if you <laughs> wind up, Phil. You still love it. You still love it. It's, it's just ridiculous, man. I don't understand why they don't just implement the way that they use video technology in other sports, like cricket. Give a manager a referral. I want to create a collective wealth in the Premier League. I want to not have any idea where clubs own players. I want to that off and make it like the NFL. Newcastle United, Mike Ashley, what a shamble. What is that? If Mike Ashley rang me up and offered me the job and offered me 45 grand a week to do it, I'd probably go, oh yeah, quite fancy a bit of that. Mm. Gary Monk's the next favourite to be Newcastle United manager. Well, the real bad it's news is... a bit of a downgrade, is, isn't it? Gary Monk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Phil. There's your best bits. Genuinely, thank you very much for your contribution on the Cheers, podcast. Man. Opinionated as always. I wasn't sure about the flamenco music. I, 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 did you I get the connection? I didn't get the connection at all with the the castanets and whatnot. The Spanish thing about Rafa. Yeah, Rafa Benitez. It's very, very tenuous. <laughs> it was, was a little bit tenuous. Right, let's get on to the football. Let's kick off with Manchester United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yesterday marked 12 months in the old Trafford dugout. Myself... And many other people said he'd be gone by Christmas, which, bar an absolute disaster at Watford this weekend, probably isn't going to happen. He probably still will be here in the new year. But how are we rating his 12 months in charge at Manchester United? Has he done better than expected? Because he hasn't done particularly well, but I think expectations were pretty low in the first place. Um, It depends where you set the bar, I think. Uh, Has he done well for a Manchester United manager and what you expect from Manchester United managers? No. And I don't think any United fan would, would argue with that. Uh, I would agree. I'm surprised that he's still in a job. Uh, he's given an example to the, the current fashion of former Premier League players becoming managers. Uh, and he must be kind of waving at the rest of them and going, I'm still hanging on. I'm still hanging on. I'm still hanging on. You're not getting rid yeah. of me yet. Um, has he met expectations? That would depend on what expectations are. And I think that spectrum for United fans in the post-Ferguson era, even in the post-Mourinho era, is a huge, 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 huge range of views. Um, I think at the moment, yeah, he's, he's doing well over the last four, six weeks. But, I mean, I think if we're talking long-term, I think I'm still sticking by, I'd be shocked if in 12 months' time, he's still there. Are we? I absolutely agree with that. I, I don't think he's done horrendously badly, but he hasn't been very good. No. And, like, whatever metric you want to measure him by... He's, he's struggling. There's, there's no yeah. getting around that. I mean, he's the great survivor. Everyone can point out, oh, well, he's regenerated the squad a little bit and sort of his, his soft targets, if you like. He's yeah. meeting those. But my, if we compare the job he's doing with the job that Lampard's done at Chelsea already. Inside three months. It's, it's in, yeah, in, inside half the time. Lampard's not been able to sign anyone, mm-hmm. regenerated the squad, changed the system, made them better to watch. It, it's chalk and cheese. And I... But did we underestimate the job that Solskjaer had to do at Manchester United? I mean, everyone laughed when Jose Mourinho said getting Manchester United to second in the league was my greatest footballing achievement. And now (laughs) we look at it and go, actually, he might have had a point. He he didn't have a point. That's bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's absolute. That that was like just Jose Jose being Jose, wasn't it? They're not a terrible side. They've still got good players. They've got a midfielder worth 110 million quid. 
you know, can't get in the team. Who could, yeah, exactly. They've got Marshall. Marshall's an absolute thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. Rashford's a canny but They've got good players. Let's not... Let's not like... They've got arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the world. They've just yeah. dropped £85 million on a centre-half, £50 million on a right-back. Let's not like pretend that they're pleading poverty here or anything like that, or they're playing with like you know Arsenal's team. No, no disrespect. For <laughs> I've been or, waiting or, for this, and this, this is what he does. I mean, he either turns it to Newcastle or he turns it to Arsenal. <laughs> poverty. I'm going. I'm going everywhere today. Bridges being burnt. Going I'm taking in. everyone down. But no, shin high tackles from Phil all through the yeah, podcast. Exactly, exactly. Paul Scholes today. He's got a terrifying look in his eye. Do I mean? Is there an argument to go that Solskjaer is actually the right man for United? at the time they needed <clears throat> to appoint someone because he was a player that had massive respect from the fans. He was always going to be given a little bit of time at the club. He could go in there and... He, I mean, if it was another manager, if, say, for example, they'd appointed a David Moyes-esque mm-hmm. character, they would have been sacked by now with the results. Absolutely. Yeah. But the club needed that kind of... almost like that cushion. That he's they dispensable. Can, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, like, he's a buffer, he's, he's, a, he's, he's literally like... I was just when you said it, it just made me think. He's literally like a caretaker on an extended thing, isn't he? Yeah. Because they, when they when they had to make an appointment, they didn't have anyone. There was no one in the marketplace for him. So now they're really just looking, I think, for their exit point, where they go in the summer maybe and go and get, I don't know, Pochettino say, mm. and they'll they're, they're literally looking at that, going right. This is what the next step is. But he'll go quietly. They'll move him into yeah. an upstairs role, and and he's literally just like a glorified caretaker, really. And his his reputation hasn't been damaged, and it's well, it can't can't couldn't have been damaged because yeah. it was nothing. But no, no, no. I mean, no, I mean his reputation in terms of how the fans view him, in terms of yeah. what he was as a yeah. player. And I think if he goes this summer, he manages to leave with that still the situation. I think if he stays on any longer, I think Phil's right. This is a caretaker plus 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 plus. I think if he stays on any longer, he's probably going to just about meet expectations if he's lucky by the end of the season. The likelihood is, as you say, Pochettino or someone is going to come in in the summer. And I think that's the right way to do it. He doesn't damage his relationship with the fans in terms of how they think of him. He doesn't, you know, kamikaze the club into potentially even not even getting to the Europa League. Everyone leaves, everyone's happy. And let's face it, the man that United have wanted for the last 18 months, they'll get. I think it's quite telling that you look at Solskjaer beyond the summer and I think you're absolutely spot on. He'll be there till the summer. There's stories in the papers today that Pochettino is not going to go to Real Madrid he's being offered the Real Madrid job doesn't want it because he wants to either go to Manchester United or Manchester City in the summer so if you're Ed Woodward you're looking at that going well here's, yeah. our, here's our plans let's good news for now. a state agent and all the edge yeah, but, <laughs> but from Solskjaer's point of view when it gets to that point in the summer he's not going to get that other job is he if he leaves Manchester United even a team like yeah. a West Ham which would traditionally would go oh he's managed Manchester United we'll have him in something like that He's not going to get that job. No, he's he stays, not going to get he stays that future in game. a role with Manchester United, I think. Potentially. But or perhaps uh, goes back to Norway. I think it comes down to how we view him. I, th- I think Jim's right. Clubs look at managers when they're looking to replace and go, right, what's your thing? Are you a, quote, relegation specialist? Are you a steady Eddie? Are you a young up and coming coach? You know, and he doesn't really fit anything. You don't, you don't see a club going, we need a manager. Solskjaer does. Because there's no there's no yeah. answer to, to you know that, that that just runs and runs and I think that really counts against him because you can't it's not that I can't see him getting another job I can't see as you say what that job would be because his thing is you can't see what he brings being a former Manchester United player yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Kind of, well, that's what he brings he brings in the idea <clears> that <throat> I'm bringing back the Fergie good and that's times. it and that and that's it there's there's nothing else that a respective chairman would go yes Solskjaer is going to do this for us because. 
he doesn't really do anything other than say, remember when I used to play, remember that goal I scored? That, that, that's it. Stops, stops a riot at Old Trafford, yeah, that's all he that's, does. That's it, really. It's not just Solskjaer's future that we're talking about at the moment in terms of football, it's the future of a few players. And one of the most exciting names in European football right now is Erling Haaland, who reportedly is today flying into Manchester to begin contract negotiations with Manchester United. And Reportedly, this... he's coming in for a holiday, isn't he? That's what Solskjaer a ho- said. A holiday to Manchester. <laughs> Sol- Solskjaer said he was coming Does he want to have a look out the window? <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, I mean, if, if you don't live in Manchester, Manchester is not a holiday destination, I don't think. It's a beautiful, amazing city, but... You're and not definitely not a week before Christmas. Just going to hammer the Trafford Centre, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Christmas markets, Trafford Centre, job done. Yeah, Solskjaer said that he... I don't think he's en route here. To be fair, not through me anyway, was the quote from Solskjaer in his press conference, which probably says more about Solskjaer's dealings with transfers. I, I suspect he said it with a massive smug grin on his face yeah. though as well. But if Manchester United do get Erling Haaland, he is, as I said, one of the most exciting prospects in European football at the moment. It would be a bit of a coup. And to tell us more, we've got Chris Williams on the line, Bundesliga correspondent for Forbes. Thanks for having me. So we all know Erling Haaland is one of the hottest prospects in European football at the moment. We've all heard his name. We've seen his video highlights but what can you tell us about this man is he the real deal at the age of 19 yeah i think he is there's um sometimes players at a young age are given maybe a mantle that they can't live up to but um Hallen certainly has if you look at what he's done in the champions league he, he's been absolutely phenomenal he's been impressive in the austrian bundesliga but it's not the strongest of league so i think we have to take him on face value from from what he's done in the champions league and, and his his hat trick against genk was phenomenal his performance at anfield was exceptional um he's he's really lit the european stage alight so whilst he's coming from a league that isn't particularly strong um he's really uh, really given a good assessment of himself in the champions league so that's obviously why he's creating a lot of uh, furore with many top clubs at the moment it's a big step up as you say there's a lot of differences between playing in the austrian league and coming to manchester and solving their goal scoring problems in one fail swoop can he make that yeah. step up straight away? Do you think he is he the kind of player that can go straight into that starting lineup? I think he is, but the problem you get when you when you're a youngster and you move into the Premier League is the expectation is massively high. It's um it's obviously it's the biggest league in the world, it's a well marketed league in the world. There's really no room for development. You either hit the ground running or or you fall away quickly. Um so whilst I think he may be a good addition for Manchester United, I don't know if it will personally be the best move for him um, as a player. As I say, he's only young. Um, he, he needs some development time. And if you look at how good he is now, he's probably four to five years off reaching his peak. Um, and he still needs to develop in that time. If you look at Jaden Sancho's played in the German Bundesliga, he's been through peaks and troughs, um, but he's still got the support of Borussia Dortmund. I don't know if he would have got that in the Premier League. He, he may have been dropped and, and pushed back a little bit into the reserve or the Premier League two sides. So um, it, it's going to be a big move for him this next one. And, and he needs to pick the right club. And although I think he would fit in well at Manchester United um, because of the role he plays and, and the, his striking ability, I personally don't know if it would be the best one for him. I've got a bit of a theory here because I th- oh, there's here a bit there's a bit of an arms race <laughs> going on with Haaland at the moment because he is this big name yeah. everyone's interested and he's been linked with Real Madrid and he's been linked with Manchester United. I think a club has to make a move now, but I think at the same time you're spot on, Chris, and he maybe isn't quite ready to take that step up to the Premier League. I think we'll see him signing in January and then well, going out on loan to Leipzig. I think the other Red Bull club in Germany, so he'll play maybe four months in the German Bundesliga before then coming back to Manchester United. Do you think there's any, is there any 
worth in that theory, or do you think he will be uh, he'll be resident in Manchester if he does sign? I mean, obviously the clubs are um, are well linked. Although UEFA says there's no link, that's allows them to play in the Champions <laughs> League competition. But, but they they are linked well. Um, I don't know if um, RB Leipzig will be willing to to basically develop him for free um, and then send him on to Manchester United. Me personally, I think Borussia Dortmund's going to be the correct fit for him. Um, they are absolutely desperate for a striker. Paco Alcacer, whilst he's wonderful, um, his legs are made of Weetabix. He can't really take the <laughs> the performance level that's needed at the moment. And Haaland has proven that he can he can play that high style um, under Jesse Marsh at Salzburg. So. I think Borussia Dortmund would be the wonderful club for him to go to next. It would also provide him four to five seasons worth of development before then moving on to what is arguably a bigger club in Manchester United. Chris, as as Jim said, people will be looking at this from the performances they've seen in the Champions League or, or YouTube highlight reels and, and kind of making making judgments on his suitability for Manchester United or from a, another Premier League side. In terms of what he brings to a Premier League team, what sort of a player is he? There's been early comparisons to Harry Kane. That's probably a bit too early on a 19-year-old shoulders. But what type of player could we be looking at if he signs for a Premier League team? Well, the the real key aspects he's got is, I mean, he's pretty much a complete forward. So he can play either as a central or he can drop a little bit deeper and get that ball or he, he can play, um, he can interconnect well with his wingers. So he does have that full, complete role about him. So whilst at the moment he's playing at, at Salzburg in a real high system, probably similar to what Liverpool are playing. He could move into that um, Manchester United form at the moment and, and be the main strike. I mean, be ahead of um, either Lingard or Rashford or, um, sorry, either ahead of Rashford or Greenwood or maybe even give uh, Anthony Martial a run for his money. But he would fit into that system well. I mean, if you could just imagine someone at the, the, the top end of Manchester United's system at the moment that's able to regularly put the ball in the back of the net and is also mm. a bit of a poacher, um, I think he could quite fire Manchester United up the league table if he were to move there in January. Tom and Chris, I think that's plenty to get all the United fans excited. So I uh, really appreciate your time on Football Social Daily. Yeah, don't get too excited because I think he's going to go to Borussia Dortmund. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. oh well, a little bit less excited now. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. So we've got Haaland coming into Manchester. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, Germany. Via Dortmund. Or, yeah, Dortmund, or if you believe Chris, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen there? But obviously it's Christmas time, so it's also time for some massively wild speculation about the future of Paul Pogba. So there's two reports coming through the papers today. The Mail are claiming that Paul Pogba will not be allowed to leave Manchester United and go to Real Madrid, whereas the Mirror are claiming that everyone at Manchester United has decided that Paul Pogba is going to leave the club and the hierarchy have said they will let him go. Six games this season, mystery injuries, three-day parties at his brother's wedding. What is going on with Paul Pogba at the moment? I just want to know if Paul Pogba and his his agents and and his and his representatives have some sort of deal with the UK media because it's going to be in every paper between now and the end of January when he inevitably either does a deadline day switch or a deadline day my heart belongs to Manchester United yeah. move that's that's what's going to happen he's going to be on the back page for the next 6 weeks and unfortunately we're all just going to have to lump it i think in terms of him leaving i i don't think the situation has changed that much i think madrid want him but they're in a position where they're going to go this is six months down the road from when we originally said we'd pay around 100 for him. He's six months further along in his contract, mm. six months further to getting him on a free. I think they've demonstrated with the potential move for Ericsson and other people, they're happy to wait. And I think Soshka's set his stall out now. All this 
injury talk. It's, it just gets extended and extended and extended. <laughs> As for his brother's wedding, we've all been there. You know, can't really blame him. Particularly <laughs> some, this, some of us relatively recently. <laughs> I was going to say, particularly this morning, I don't think anyone's in a position to be judging Paul Pogba. Um, but I, I don't really see the situation having changing in terms of someone buying him because football as a business now, they'll look at him as an asset and go, we can just wait. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it should come down to one thing, which is that do Manchester United feel that they could replace him? They have in the team right now. They, they yeah, have. But, but, yeah, he's not playing. It but, doesn't take much to replace a player that's actually it, not in playing. In terms of profile, they can't replace him within the players they've got in the squad now, but this is their best run of form, arguably under Solskjaer. Mm. If, definitely their best run of form this season. And not only is he not in the team, he doesn't even seem to be involved. I, I Is that too short-sighted? I, I don't know if it's short-sighted. I, I, I don't think they can. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I think he's a bit of a strange lad. Let's just say, <laughs> but I think I, I think he's a wonderful oddly fo- oddly balanced for you. <laughs> I think he's a wonderful footballer. He he's he's one of the most football. complete players I've ever seen. Because like, really? I, oh, in the flesh, genuinely. I watched him two years ago <coughs> beat Newcastle on his own. He was at, they beat us four one, and he was he. It sounds ridiculous to say it out loud. He was the difference between the two sides. There's nothing he can't do. He was one of the best players for France in the World Cup. Yeah, he's one of the best players in the world. I don't think we've seen that form enough at Manchester United to. I don't think Manchester United sitting on a hundred million quid. I think Manchester United bought him almost as like a vanity thing. I don't think they thought about when he's played his best club football at Juventus. He plays mm. part of a midfield three. Yeah, and they the haven't ever was set up for him yeah, to go forward. The, the yeah. team was built for him to excel. Yeah, and if you're going to spend a hundred million pound on a midfielder. That's that's how you that's that's how you should do it. You should set the team up around them. It's like when uh, Liverpool bought Carroll for thirty five million, not really thinking that the entire Newcastle team was built around floating high balls at him. <laughs> Whereas like Liverpool was a totally different sort of style of football and he just couldn't do it. It was just a ridiculous way to go about your business. Um so I think for me, I I wouldn't sell him if I was Manchester United, I'd find a way to make it I'd find a way to make some music with him. But I think the only way they can make music from him is a new manager because Solskjaer's demonstrated that Pogba's the type of person that all the Jenga pieces need to be in place, as you said, for him to perform. And I think that's why we perhaps do see the best from him for France because it's a really, really short period where Deschamps can just say to him, listen, I just need eight games out of you. Can you give me eight games? And I think he's able to go, yeah, I can do that. But he does give this impression that everything needs to be in order Mm. for him to... And I, and I think this is his decision. Everything needs to be in order for him to decide, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good to go here. He seems to be a player that will only perform if he is happy with the surroundings at the moment. Uh, with the surroundings. And at the moment, it would appear that he wants to leave Manchester United. I mean, he, he's pretty much <clears throat> said as much. I think he's a player that not only plays well when that's... I think he's a player who plays well when he decides he wants to play well. I think it's as simple as that. And I think Solskjaer, in fairness to him, has, has realised that. Paul Pogba decides when Paul Pogba plays well. And that's an incredibly unhealthy thing to have at a football club. So you say, stick with him, get a tune out of him, Phil. What would you say, Fergal? Get sell rid him, of him? Sell him, get rid of him, yeah. Bring in £100 million worth of talent elsewhere. Who are you going to replace him with? But you're talk- profile-wise, I understand. No, like ability-wise. But ability-wise, you're talking about you could get a midfielder in that who? gives you seven and a half, eight out of ten for forty games a season. Who? For a midfielder who gives you eight out of ten, a five games Grealish a season. Or Madison or Grealish. Okay. I like Grealish. He's not the same sort of player. No, but... Tielemans maybe. They should have bought yeah. Tielemans when Tielemans went to Leicester. Well, well, the well, there you go. Well, there's an example for you. Why not? Leicester got Tielemans for thirty-five. Leicester now will even if Leicester want to double their money on him and pay seventy. If United get a hundred, hundred and twenty for Pogba, you get Ch- Tielemans and change. 
And look at him, look at the way he plays for Leicester. Yes, I know Rodgers is a good type of manager for that type of player, but the right type of manager at Manchester City, a hungry Yuri Tillemans, who a manager says to him, mm. 12 months' time, you can be one of the best all-round midfielders in the world, or Paul Pogba, who you might get half a dozen games out of. Well, there's 11 days to go until the transfer window opens. I think it could be an interesting January transfer window, this one, for a change as well. We're going to come back on Football Social Daily in a moment. We're going to talk about the new managers coming to the Premier League. Football Social Daily. Get daily news and updates on your team via your Amazon Alexa. Just ask Alexa. Open Sports Social. Football Social Daily, Premier League updates. This is Football Social Daily and we're talking about new bosses in the Premier League. Some very protracted negotiations ongoing at the moment between Everton and Carlo Ancelotti and Arsenal and Mikel Arteta. Both seem like they're pretty much done deals at the moment, but neither likely to happen to have the managers in charge at the weekend. They might be in the stands doing that kind of watching their teams lose horrifically before <laughs> realising the challenge in front of them, that kind of vibe. Uh, Fergal, we've talked about Mikel Arteta to Arsenal a few times in the podcast now. Nobody seems to be convinced it's the right move for Arsenal at the moment. You're an Arsenal fan. Does it feel like the right move? Um, in a word, no. I think it's going to be the move. Um, it's a very difficult one to, to get into. I just think... Arteta is a capable coach. We've all heard the story that everyone pretends that they heard from the fella in the pub how he got the best uh, test score on, in all of his UEFA exams and that he was one of the most highly rated coaches when he was doing these sessions. I've not heard this. Well, yeah, that's 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 a story that's been doing around quite a bit of that coaches have said when the, he was doing the UEFA training badges that he was getting 95% plus in everything. Right. I do think he's got absolutely everything to be a fantastic coach and I do think probably in future he's one of them players that you think will make a really good manager. Arsenal right now is a mess, an absolute mess on so many levels, supporters, players, mentality, uh, results, everything. This isn't the time for experimentation. And I, I don't mean that as a slight against Arteta. I know what you mean. I, I, I kind of, I kind of I, agree I, I understand it. And people can talk about, oh, look what Lampard's doing with the young players and Arsenal have got young players. Yes, but Lampard didn't walk into Chelsea as a mess. He walked into them where there was things that needed doing and obviously they had the transfer ban. Mm. Arsenal is a mess. In those sort of situations, you need somebody that has the skills to manage a, a first-team elite-level football squad. And Arteta, for, for all of the talents that I do think he has, and I think in future we'll have even more of, now is not the time for experimentation. He's a gamble. It's a gamble, yeah, but, but it's an experiment of, right, this whole idea of identity, we need to get back to the Arsenal way, blah, blah, blah. These are all just buzzwords. We need a manager that is capable of, of achieving reasonable targets, capable of getting us back into the top four, capable of longer term getting us into position to challenge for honours again. Not a, a potential of that of getting our identity back. It, it just doesn't sit with me. Who would you have gone for? I would have gone for someone a little bit more experienced. For me, I think before he went back to the Spain job, Luis Enrique was talked about. Um, it's a very difficult one. You look at someone like Thomas Tuchel. Yes, he had issues at PSG and then obviously left Dortmund. But you're looking at someone with a CV. I'm not saying I'm bowled over by the amount of CVs that are, that are potentially out there on the market. But I just think that's a much safer bet. I also think it's, a, it's an indictment of where Arsenal are at at the moment that we're not in a position to take a manager from mm. another club. No manager would leave a job right now for Arsenal well, th that we would want to go it for. It seems to be there's an element of financial restrictions around Arsenal as well, because there's this issue that they're haggling yep. over the release fee that Arteta has, £2 million yep. pounds supposedly City want, which is a lot of money for a coach. <clears throat> but it seems like Arsenal are reluctant to pay that money, which would suggest that they wouldn't then go and 
poach a manager from exactly. elsewhere and pay the £12 million compensation. And I think that's what all this is geared around. And it's a similar situation to Solskjaer. It's a similar situation we've seen at other clubs. The PR teams are trying to wrap this up as getting the identity back. Try, you know, it's, it's a PR exercise of all these things when really it's a money-saving exercise from the club, which is why I said a few weeks ago, I think they would have kept Jungberg on. If he'd got a steady-ish set of results, they'd have dressed this up as end of the season, blah, 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 blah. Um, primary target will address in the summer, etc., 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 and that's what's happening now. He's cheap, he's available. They can sell the project to Arteta. Mm. He's not going to turn it down. Being an assistant to being a manager, if he wants to cut his teeth as a manager, and and that's exactly what it is. And it'll be dressed up as this project and this this great idea when really it's a money saving exercise from the club. I'm quite excited by Arteta at Arsenal. I think it's a bold appointment. He's an inexperienced man, but I think it has the potential to be quite exciting if he is this mini-me Pep Guardiola that comes into Arsenal and starts them playing Arsenal-esque football again. But there's, if I was an Arsenal fan, I would be really disappointed. It, as, an, as, a, as an objective... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Observer. Observer, yeah. I think, <laughs> I, I think it looks interesting and looks exciting. But if it was my club, I'd be really worried. I think that it's not a bad appointment. I think he'll do all right. I think what Fergal says is totally valid, that it is a gamble. But again, who else could they have got? Would you prefer Ancelotti? Yeah, I would. And that's that's not to say, as Jim said, yes, there's a big part of me that is excited by this, but Ancelotti, you're looking at a winner. I think I would have preferred him over Arteta, but I also would have preferred someone else instead of Ancelotti because I think Ancelotti is a light-touch manager, a bit like a Zidane. He's used to working with certain level of players and all he kind of does is the, the finishing touches and says, you go out and play. Mm. Arsenal don't need that. We haven't got the players and we definitely haven't got the structure to do that. With that in mind, with Ancelotti, because I want to talk about him coming to Everton as well, that doesn't feel like what he's going to be able to do at Goodison Park. He's no. not going to be able to go in there and use the talent at his disposal to play beautiful AC Milan-esque early 2000s football, does he? No, and, th- and this is harsh. Like Everton fans will be listening to this and, and saying that we're, we're giving them a bad run of it, but that is the truth. Like We've all read the papers and talked about this and gone, Ancelotti, Everton, it, it, it just it just sounds mad, it's, and, and it's that's a, the case. It's a vast improvement on Jettison and Allardyce for a relegation battle, though, isn't it? <laughs> God, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's... It's weird. It feels weird. Like When it broke me and Molly, like, there's no way. There's no way Ancelotti will go to Everton. Well, I just couldn't see it. They were talking about Tony Poulos, David yeah. Moyes, Sam Allardyce, and they go, no, we'll go for Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. It, it, it is an improvement, but they're two ends of an enormous scale. It's like going out for a pint and then ringing home in the morning saying the you've been arrested. Ger- yeah. The Jeroboam of Bollinger. <laughs> yeah. or like, come on, there's, there's a massive difference there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, I, he's too good to fail, Ancelotti. I really like him. He's, a, he's obviously an elite level manager. He's done really well pretty much wherever he's gone, possibly the exception of Napoli. But, but also, he's, he's like a decent bloke as well. Mm. I like him a lot. I think he'll do fine. Look, he's he's top draw. So I'm not going to be the guy, I'm not going to be Peter Schmeichel sitting here saying Newcastle should have appointed Nigel Pearson instead of Rafa Benitez. Because if you can, if you can get Carl shot, you should get him because he's yeah. world class. Fair it, play to Everton. Well done. It does show the level of ambition that Everton have at the moment. Which is commendable. Which is the same with Arsenal and, yeah. and Arteta, isn't it? Where it's the opposite of Arsenal and Arteta. It shows that they want to achieve big things and they're prepared to pay the money that will get them to that next level. And we talked at the beginning of the season about who's going to be the club that challenges that top six, who's going to be the new addition. And people were saying it could be Weverton, it could be West Ham. This feels like 
and we've seen many new dawns. I don't dawns. remember anyone saying it was going to be West Ham. Be West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen many new dawns for Everton over the last two seasons, though. <coughs> this feels genuinely like a new dawn for Everton. It does, because, but that's just because we're surprised, because it's yeah. Angelotti. Yeah, and, and also, Everton's... It, it doesn't matter who Everton's manager is, if they keep buying average players for hugely exorbitant money, they're always going to have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it, it's as simple as that. But you this, know. this helps them make that step up, doesn't it? Like Rafa Benitez at Newcastle, suddenly you've got... Mate, that's still too, that, that wound's still too raw. You've got players that will look <laughs> at the club and go, it's Everton. But, they're, they're but it's not... Everton with Ancelotti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, absolutely. I, I completely agree. It gives, it gives Everton a huge sort of top table credibility, if you like, that, yeah. that they're saying, well, we're a very upwardly mobile club now. Yeah. Um, aligned with that with the new stadium that will allegedly be built at some point in the future... And and then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, Everton could be the next bolter, but they still buy so many crap players. But it but it it can go the other way of mercenary style players will suddenly go. These lads have got loads of money, and they clearly are not really sure how to spend it. And and there'll be a markup on players mm. now. Like you think they've overspent on on crap players in the past. Wait until you see next summer yeah. when they're paying seventy million for the next Richarlison. Well, speaking of mercenary players who probably are overrated. We're not going back to Pogba, are we? Well, the first signing that uh, Carlo Ancelotti is reportedly going to make on January the 1st is a free signing in the shape of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who he wants to solve Everton's goal-scoring problems. Does that feel like a transfer that makes sense in any way? Calvert-Lewin's not really done it. Moise Keane's not really done it. They are short of goals. They need a striker. Um, Is is Zlatan the man, though? There's a stopgap. Possibly. His legs have totally gone, though. So, if you've watched him in the MLS, he he literally can't run. He's the he only still, person that still thinks he's... He's the only person that still <laughs> believes in himself. He's still, like, technically outstanding. Mm. But he's just... He's can't make an to move. So, who, if they were to bring him in, they'd have to bring someone in to do his running for him. Um, so, so maybe... Short term, he might get... His, do you know what? He'll influence the game by just sheer force of personality and just his own self-belief, like yeah, you yeah. say. He, he will get the ball 35 yards out and just ping it in the top corner and go, well, that's what I do. <laughs> Because he, he is technically an outstanding footballer, still, he just can't move. Like We are through the looking glass here. Like We are Black Mirror. If he signs, <laughs> if Ancelotti is standing in the dugout at Goodison Park on New Year's Day with Zlatan flying into to John Lennon Airport, you know, amid amid a free transfer, like we are we are through the looking glass. We genuinely are. Like this is football. This is football manager on acid. If if this happens, come on. I'm just looking forward to the banner on the front of Goodison Park with his arms <laughs> outstretched, like I've come home kind of thing. Be one of those. I've always been an Everton fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Thank you very much, boys. That is it for Football Social Daily. That was a struggle. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> but we got through it. There'll be another show tomorrow morning. There'll be a full weekend preview of all the action. Fergal will be here for that one, along with a few other. Guests as well. Make sure you click subscribe so you get that podcast, and we'll see you next time. Football Social Daily Premier League updates. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.